Led Zeppelin. What about Sabbath? ACDC. Motorhead. Oh, what are they teaching this place? All right. Welcome back. It's episode five. Of Can I Pod with Madness? I've forgotten the title. And Episode five of Can I Pod with Madness? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. If you've joined us for any other episodes, thank you for listening to those. Um, really, really appreciate it. And thank you for being here this time. And if this is your first time, welcome. And it's lovely to have you aboard. I mean, that was very sincere. I mean it. Okay. Um, welcome. Welcome, everyone. So do you want to talk about what we're talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking I thought we were talking about... Yeah, Kerrang! Yeah. Or Metal Hammer. Oh, okay, no, I thought we were talking about something different. Okay, so... so um, In this it, episode... Yeah, well, for anyone who is new, perhaps, if there's anyone new, we go through old issues of Kerrang! and Metal Hammer from the mid to late 90s um, period. 90s, I don't mean 90s, of course, I don't mean 90s, 80s. We go through Metal Hammer and Kerrang! We're going to be talking about Limp Bizkit. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Papa Roach. We're going to be talking about Linkin Park. All the greats. Correction, 80s, obviously. Obviously. Um, and we will be supplementing these uh, episodes with other episodes of us potentially watching things like um, Rock Family Trees, um, stuff like that, S- stuff in the same ilk. So if you like the 80s, you like rock, you like the 90s, you like rock, whatever. But um, we hope that this will be of interest to you. So thanks. And if you have joined us before, it's much of the same, probably uh, referring to similar kind of stories. But, you know, would you expect these like, magazines come out every two weeks? There's well, limited content. I think at this point, Kerrang! was every week, but we are indeed looking at Kerrang! this week. Yeah. October the 8th. I think no- last week it was Metal Hammer. Yeah. So this is, this, this is Kerrang! October the 8th, 1988, number 208. Okay. Right. Like, I- first of all, set the scene. It's October the 8th. So it's getting chilly outside. It's not super cold, but it is getting chilly. You may have purchased uh metal hammer that we've also looked at because i seem to remember october 88 yes it was october definitely because i thought about halloween yeah so when you're wandering around you start to see a few halloween things popping up in shops not much because it's the 80s 80s. but you will see pumpkins and you'll see those cardboard witches hats and you might see those rubber finger things you put on the end of your fingers so they're like witches fingers and those plastic fangs you put in your mouth so it looks like you've got fangs and the Beano Probably will those. definitely have a Halloween issue. Right. So we set the scene. All right. So yeah. uh, on the cover of magazine this week, yeah. do you want to describe the scene? Um, you, you describe the scene. All right. You'll do it better. Uh, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, uh, and the headline is Leopard Messiah has the whole world turned hysterical. Do you get it? Um, also, win a trip to see Anthrax live in New York. Uh, totally immense pinup, Gypsy Queen and Kiss. Uh, and we've also got Ice Age, Great White, Lord Crucifier, Jane's Addiction, Suicidal Tendencies, The Lamb and the Angel. You like Jane's Addiction? I do like Jane's Addiction. Can we talk about Jane's Addiction? Well, when we get to the. Oh, okay. There's an article and a live review. Okay. Okay, so mayhem. Mayhem. I mean, there's a thing about Ingrid Malmsteen. <laughs> Not really interested in that. Um, yeah, 
So, yeah, various news stories. Uh, what's new uh, in this issue of Kerrang! is The Week in Metal, a brand-new rocking retrospective column compiled by Derek Oliver. Who's Derek Oliver? Just some dude. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, Where are we going? Well, I need to get my glasses. I can't fucking see. <laughs> okay. So I need my glasses. Okay. Rock and roll. I'm cutting this. Do, Can you still hear me? I mean, partly I've got shitty eyes, but also the graphic design in 80s Kerrang! and Metal Hammer is fucking appalling. So you can't really read it at the best of times. So this week in Metal, 1978, Gene Simmons of Kiss receives a Platinum LP award on October the 2nd for his self-titled debut solo album. It reaches number 22 in the US charts, making it the most successful of all the Kiss solo albums. Mm-hmm. However, Ace Freely scores brownie points. Ace Freely scores brownie points for having the most successful single. His version of New York Groove peaked at number 13 on the singles chart. Back, back in the New York Groove. I like that song. That's a fucking banger, isn't it? It is good. You better believe I'm back, back in the New York ever heard any of Gene Simmons' solo work? I mean, I'm utterly ashamed to say I don't think I have. I like Kiss as an as an entity. A, a gestalt entity. You know, um, and if you take one out of it, I don't, I don't know. No, well, you I get New York, New York Groove. Actually, so that, no, that, actually, is good. And that is good. And what is one of our favourite Kiss-related songs? Not from Gene Simmons, not from Ace Freely, and it's not from Peter Chris. Um, well, I'm, I'm perplexed because there's quite a lot that we quote and we sing. Yeah, but... I'm well, coming out there to see you. And right, I can well, do it. Paul not, Stanley's not, solo album had a song it. called oh, It's oh, All Right. Okay. And that is... One of the best. But just to fill people in, that was an impression of Paul Stanley, not Mickey Mouse, because I realised if I was, if you asked me to do a Mickey Mouse impression now, it would sound identical to that, because that's just how they sound. It's not, the, it's not my fault. They're but both yes. American icons. And then, being up here on stage, I thank you for putting me here. I want to come down there and be with you. And I can do it! But I'm not going to come if I'm not invited. I know all about good manners. It's All Right is on um, Paul Stanley's single album and single album? Do you call it? What do you call it? Solo, solo album. album. Jesus Christ. Um, solo album. And it's really, really good. So if you, if you haven't heard It's All Right, just listen to it. It's really, really good. Yeah, we can't uh, talk about the rest of the album, but that song is really great. good. And the thesis statement of that song is casual sex. It's great. Yeah, I 
just don't ask me in the morning to do something like nice for you, like make you. I'm not. I'm gone. I'm gone in the morning. We've had the sex. It's Actually, done. Doesn't he say I will get you breakfast in bed? I think that's the limit. <laughs> right. I'm looking up the oh our internet connect fucked. to the internet. I guess the nineties. This is. I mean, this up. is accurate though for being in the eighties. It's October eighties. We wouldn't have the internet. Now, that is true. This is more authentic. Oh, gosh, I can't type, though. Hold on. It's all right. Oh, my You're going to do a dramatic reading of these lyrics. Oh, I could do, yeah. Paul Stanley. Lyrics. Okay. Oh, there's lots of... Oh, God, just give me the lyrics. Song lyrics. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do. Yes, agree and proceed. No, I don't want to play it. Right, okay. Um, Girl, if you want me to stay for the night, girl, if you want me to stay satisfied, girl, if you want me to stay for the night, it's all right. Um, Let me find... Okay, yeah, so yeah. I'll give you breakfast in bed. You're going right to my head. Don't know what he means. Uh, girl, if you want me to stay for the night, it's all right. So I think basically saying the most you're going to get is breakfast, but then as soon as you've eaten the breakfast, I am gone. You're out on your ear. Um, unless we're reading it wrong. What if he's like, I might, you know, this doesn't have to be one night stand. This could be love. What if he means that? I don't think so. Paul Stanley in the 70s. Um, so if you're asking for a little love, well, baby, there ain't nothing I won't try. Um, there ain't nothing I won't try. Um, you got me knocking on wood. Don't know what he means. Um, I never knew that you could. Well, if you want me to stay for the night, it's like, maybe we have been, maybe this is a love, like a proper love song that, I don't know. Maybe We'll have to get Paul Stanley on the podcast. Yeah, if we, if we can tag Paul Stanley in this and if he can just take some time out of his busy schedule busy and um, schedule. find some time to answer our questions. I mean, big love for kissing this house. Um, anything we say about them in jest is obviously in jest. We love them. Let's not – there's no one we don't like. We're not here to – said it before, we're not here to pour shade – is that if, what the kids say? Yeah, that's what people say. Um, on anyone. If we weren't fans of Kiss, we would be quoting a Paul Stanley solo record, would we? Sure. So here's a fun story. Yeah. Same day. Yeah. No, no, October the 10th, but still 1978, Aerosmith, Steve Tyler and Joe Perry are injured when an overzealous fan tosses a cherry bomb on stage while the bands are performing in Philadelphia. Don't you have to light those? Yeah, I think so. It's not an accident, is it? Why would you do that? For the rest of the tour, the bandit elector performed behind a chicken wire fence. Of course they did. Why would you want some little tiny explosive going off on your face? I've only ever heard of cherry bombs. Cherry bomb! Like, in the 70s. Yeah, Days Confused, I think. That's what they throw, isn't it? I think so, but also, like... You read about Led Zeppelin and there's always someone throwing cherry bombs down the toilet. It's a very kind of um, 
What's that thing, Mr. Rogers? I imagine kids in Mr. Rogers' day and age. I like Stand By Me, you know. I think they have some K-bombs in Stand they? By Me. Hmm. They have something because they do them. Yeah. See, we've missed out growing up in this country, haven't we? No, we haven't. Explosives are not for children. So here's a fun story from 1979. Quote me on that. Surprises all round, Rod Evans, vocalist with the first incarnation of Deep Purple, confounds everyone by announcing he is to reform Deep Purple and undertake an American tour. After a nominal number of gigs with a bunch of unknown musicians, the remaining members of the real Deep Purple slap a court injunction on him and sue for unspecified damages. Subsequently, the bogus purple disband. The bogus purple. So, yeah, it's 79. There were two deep purples. Wow. Um, 1981. Rumours abound on the London metal scene that Paul Diano has been asked to leave Iron Maiden. Mm. Bruce Dickinson's name is linked, but so far there's no official confirmation. It sounds like some sort of weird, like a fair... um... Like scandal, TM, TMZ have linked him to it this. It sounds like a police investigation. <laughs> well, I went more wholesome, but okay. Um, You're not going to talk about Dio? Um, Dio on tour with Queen, Queensryche in 84. If, if, you, if you mention Dio, I can mention that I've seen Dio. Yeah, I've never seen Dio, and no. I never will. Well, funny story with Dio. We were going to see Alice Cooper and Dio was supporting, and the um, it was back in... Um, when would it have been? Early 2000s? I'd be able to check if we had the internet. Um, it was early 2000s, and it was when you bought your ticket and coach trip to, you know, like a pensioner, to your gig or whatever. And um, so we got that, and we were going to Alice Cooper and Dio supporting, but the coach driver got lost, like ridiculous, weirdly lost. Like it was, some, it was only Manchester or something, but managed to get lost in Manchester. Um so when we arrived, we put, I, I mean, I don't know how much we missed. Um, possibly, was, you arrived and he was in the middle of slaying a dragon. <laughs> possibly like a quarter of Dio. He'd, he was on stage. He was, you know, he was doing his thing. Um, but it was, for the brief bit I saw of Dio was, I mean, it's mad that Dio supported Alice Cooper. Like, that was really lucky to Was it 2001? Possibly, a mm. uh, hundred years ago, and um, so yeah, that was really good. Uh, Dio was amazing. Alice Cooper was amazing. Um, that particular concert of Alice Cooper, I got to the absolute very front row, um, so got very close to uh, the coop. Um, Did you get any blood on you? No, no. Got some good photos though that were then later developed. At, you know, Max Spielman, hashtag 90s. No, it's 2000s. It was just 2000s. Um, but, yeah, actual photos. No, I think that one was the one I got, the Ryan Roxy uh, guitar pick. Really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 because I was with a friend, um, the friend we saw this weekend. Yeah. And um, He's quite sort of fierce, he's fiercely kind of protective. So, like, if you know, if, if there's a guitar pick coming into the audience, you're going to get it with him. And um, so it went down, and I got it. And obviously, when it, when that kind of thing happens in a you know a big group at the front of a crowd, everyone's looking for it because in the certain area, everyone knows it's hit that certain area, and everyone's trying to find out who's got it. 
um, but we kept it very secret. And um, yeah, so I got the Ryan Roxy um, Plectrum. So that was that was exciting. Um, but I just want to talk about Dio because I saw the picture. So carry on. Uh, Dio was on tour with Queensryche in 1984. And Kiss <laughs> and Bon Jovi <laughs> opening for them. Some fun facts. <laughs> Uh, so, do you want to know whose birthdays it is this week? In October. Well, not this week, but October. In October. Um, hit me. Brian Connolly from The Sweet. Okay. Born October 5th, 1948. Diamond okay. Dave Lee Roth. Okay. Born Holland, October the 10th. Was he born in Holland? 1955. Yeah, that's what it says here. And Ramon's guitarist, Johnny Ramon, born October 8th. 1951. Well, a, a quite belated happy birthday to all of them. Uh, so next page, we've got the article about Jane's addiction. And I think it's really funny reading about Jane's addiction in Kerrang! because they don't feel like a Kerrang! band. They feel more like a 90... I mean, this is 88. I was going to say, they feel 90s to me. They feel more um, Faith No More. Alternative is. metal. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, they're talking about the album Nothing Shocking and they're talking about the song Ted Just Admit It. So I'm going to quote from this article. Um, Farrell, Perry Farrell, draws on reflection and events like Ted. They don't mention Ted's surname, but it's Ted Bundy, oh. the uh, infamous serial killer. Ted's in jail. He killed a lot of women, but just won't admit it, hence the title. But we decided to use a photo of him because as he's convicted, guilty, he can't do anything. <laughs> and the talk over in the middle of the song, is that him too? That's him. I lifted that stuff from a video and I don't want to name it as we might get in trouble. We were supposed to get approval on it, but we never did. I guess we just ran out of time. So I listened to that today. I used to listen to that all the time. I didn't realise that was a serial killer talking. I just thought that was... I mean, it sounds a bit like a... What's the sort of uh, point of the song? Well, I think the point of the song is where the, the name of the album is nothing shocking. It comes from this It comes from this song. And I think the idea is when you're sitting watching telly in America, you're flipping channels, nothing shocking because you just see the most appalling shit over and over again. Right, That's okay. the impression I get. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, there they are, Jane's Addiction. And I mean, he's a weird right. looking fellow, isn't he, Perry Farrell? Do I you... don't know much about Jane's Addiction. Do you remember when we saw Jane's Addiction? Reminds me. Uh, Leeds Festival 2002. I remember Leeds Festival 2002. <laughs> Do you not remember Jane's Was Addiction? It day or night? Oh, day. Okay. Pre or post some 41? Uh, oh, that's... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Go well, on setlist.com, we'll be able to find out. Where will we stand there? Will we sit in standing? I need, I need some, something that's going to prompt a memory. I think we might have been sitting down really far back. The only thing I can remember about uh, Leeds Fest, apart from the obvious um, carnage at the end... Um, <laughs> well, there's a was, story. Um, we were on... A Ferris wheel when Ash were playing. Oh no! Weren't we on a Ferris wheel when White Stripes were playing? No, it was Ash. Okay. Cause it was 
I remember Girl from Mars were playing, oh. and then some forty one one and some forty one are great. Like it may not have been cool to say at the time, it may not be cool to say now, but they were great. No, they, they were cool they, at the time. They had good songs they and were, they have good songs. They and were cool with the kids. Some forty one were good. So that was I, and like it was really sunny. That was a Saturday. It was sunny. It was nice. Things hadn't kicked off yet, so it was pleasant. It was all pleasant. Some forty one, and we should have just left then, because after that it just went all. It went to shit. It what? went to utter shit. Other, after that. other than it going to shit, which we will get to, what else do you remember about Leeds Festival? Because I remember seeing a guy who was wasted, like so drunk. Like we've all been there. I'm not judging. At the weekend, we were all been there, um, but he was wearing a Slipknot T-shirt and he was wasted. And this was like in the afternoon. And I thought, oh, that poor guy is going to pass out and miss Slipknot, the person, the, the people he's come to see. And he's going to wake up so gutted. And I still think about that guy. <laughs> and I still think, oh, God, he will have been so upset and he'll have been really oh, depressed. It would just have been awful. So, I'm, I mean... Maybe well, they would have fucking woken him up. No, but maybe there was some sort of miracle and do that weird kind of suddenly sobering up thing and you just suddenly sober up in the moment and you're there and you, you're present and you enjoy it. But uh, judging from the way he looked, it did not look possible. But who knows? I don't know if you could have slept through Slipknot. Um, and that was the middle of the day as well, wasn't it? I, I mean, weirdly, the only, I mean, God, I mean, maybe there's something wrong with my mind. The only thing I remember is Sun 41. I only went to this um, festival because your friend wanted to buy you a ticket to go to it. I wouldn't have chosen it because I think, it, you know, personally, I'm not bothered about festivals. If you want to go and see a band, go and see them surrounded by fans of that band rather than just fans of a festival, it's, personally. But it was it's not my bag. It's, it's fair I- enough. Like, I think you're right. You don't really get the feel of going to see a band if you see them at a festival. Because there's lots no, of no, you don't. Shit because we went to see Aerosmith at High Park Calling in London, and there was some like drunk chav in front of us. And at one point, he turned around to me and he said something really obnoxious, like, "Oh, you're not enjoying it? Like, what? I mean, I obviously am, but it's like, oh God, should we have a big fucking Aerosmith off where I'm gonna win? But you're surrounded by people like that and that kind of stuff. And if you went to an Aerosmith gig or concert or whatever you're not going to get that because everyone's on the same page everyone's there because they like the band they're not trying to you know so that's why i don't like it although high park calling was good do you remember who else we saw at the leeds festival um, daphne and celeste <laughs> i don't think that was i don't good. think we saw them Maybe we didn't they, no, That wasn't the year. Was it not? They were not there that year. So we saw Incubus, who I wanted to see. Oh, we saw Guns N' Roses. We saw Guns N' Roses. But I was pissed off by then because by that point, obviously, it's been a long day. You're outside, which is like my worst thing. I'd rather be in bed. I'm outside all day, which is painful. And then, of course, he comes on massively late. Super like we haven't late. all been literally standing there outside in Leeds, you know, like, come on. And so I was pissed off by the time he came out. So he could have done the best show of his life and I still would be like, I'm still outside in Leeds, standing, 
waiting for like two hours for you to decide to show up, blah, blah, blah. Well, and I, I like Guns N' Roses, but, oh, come on. It's very, it's very appropriate that you're saying he because it was Axl Rose, Of course it? it was. Yeah, no, of course it was. And the rest some, of the band were probably... Bucket, Buckethead and some other people. Well, anyone else involved in that production was probably right on time. <laughs> they were probably ready hours before he bucket decided there. to show up. Bucket was there with his bucket on, just waiting. Yeah. Looking at his watch. I mean, I know it's miserable, but, oh, when you... John, add, I mean, don't take me to a festival and expect me to have a good time. That's, so, that's your first problem. And then expect me to stand up. I remember just being tired and you were kind of propping me up and it's like, I'm tired. I'm not ready to like rock out now. I'm tired. I want to go back to bed in the tent. That's what's waiting me. It's like it's grim followed by grim. I'm sort just, of prodigy, I'm not, didn't we? Um, again, oh God, I have something wrong with my memory. I just, I have so little memory of this. I have a very vivid remember. Um, memory of the end of it and then the rest maybe that's trumped it all we saw the Foo Fighters but that doesn't narrow down because they play every festival ever don't they did we see the Foo Fighters yeah, yeah we went am we I specific- having an episode I don't remember anything I specifically went to see Incubus Jane's Addiction and Foo Fighters do you know who I wanted to see Princess Superstar who was um, she there yeah in another tent and um, we never got to see her Oh, uh, I don't remember that. I'm a bad babysitter. Got my boyfriend in the shower. <laughs> I make it six bucks an hour. I like very, that song. very big in 2002. Oh, right? so hot right now. Um, I love that song. We saw the Datsuns. Cool. I, you're gonna. This is. I assume this is what it's going to be like when you're talking to me in 30 years. I don't. <laughs> Did we? That's nice. I I got a text. <laughs> Did I get a text? Were we able to get texts? Like, uh, was there any service? There was a place you could go and charge your phone. There must be something because we called a taxi on the way out. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We, did we flag one out? I can't. Actually, I can't remember that. I can't remember. I remember getting a text from my friend saying, Cock Rock is alive and well and in the, I know, Heineken tent or whatever. Uh, and it would turn out to be the Datsuns. And they were proper balls out rock. But they never pan out to be quite as good as they seemed to be that day. And I feel like the darkness turned out to be what the Datsun sort of promised. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, but given one of the world. Do you, do you um, want to talk about the end? The ending. Well, we were, it was obviously, I think it was, it was obviously the last night, the last evening, and then obviously the, de- the next day you'd, you'd all go home, so there's no bands then. That's when the kids come out and play and go mental. And um, so we were in the tent and things were starting to obviously kick off, as in people were setting fire to tents, setting fire to everything. And then um, someone, they kept throwing aerosols into fires, so there's lots of explosions. And um, Well, someone burnt the tent next to us. Yeah, because they, was... they, well, they, put, they set something on fire next to us and then they put an aerosol in it because when that exploded... I felt the heat on my face, and I think then I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to get much sleep tonight. And then <laughs> I remember giving a really dirty look to some guy, like because I thought he'd done it. And funnily enough, he's the person who like led us to safety. <laughs> and um, so there was a, a group opposite us, and they just came to us and said, "Look, we're leaving now. If you want to come with us, come with us." <laughs> like dead action movie, like. And so we just packed everything up. We weren't one of these 
you know, let's call a spade a spade a dickhead who leaves a tent and burns it and shit like that because, you know. Lots of people had left the tent. Yeah, because. So, you know, people weren't burning tents with people in them. It was like loads of stuff. Just yeah, just getting burnt because, you know. Um, oh, God, don't get me side, right? So we, we packed up the tent. We packed up everything we had. We walked. Like, it's obviously over loads of fields and you don't really know the way because it's it's pitch black. There's no obvious signs of exit, blah, blah, blah. So you're kind of wondering. And we we were following this group of people who had kindly taken us under their wing. And um, we were walking and then we one point had to step over a tree that had been pulled down, like a whole tree, like a massive tree. And then we got to the end and then they were saying, no, you can't leave, you can't leave. Um, weirdly, they're trying to keep everyone in. I guess they didn't want the sort of carnage to spread out, but surely if you're sensible people just trying to leave the mess, you know, I, you know, and I know it's difficult for them at that point to know who's the idiot and who isn't, but so we were like, well, we're going to leave. Um, so we went out and then I remember being on a main road and um, either ringing a taxi or flagging a taxi or something, um, and then we got home. I and seem it was, to remember... There'd been so many things on fire that we were walking through smoke and seeing trees on fire. And like, did I dream this or is it this just from the director's cut of Apocalypse Now? But I remember seeing a helicopter coming out of the smoke over the top of us. I can't remember. But there were definitely every every it was like being in some sort of crap war film that everything was on fire. Tree, like you say, trees were on fire. It was just a mess. People were so stupid. And um yeah, it was a bit, it was shameful. If it anyone was... ever listens to this and they go to a lot of festivals, they're like, oh, what are you talking about? That happens everywhere, all of them. That, that, well, was, that was the only festival yeah, we've been to. Isn't but it? if it is, it's nothing to be proud of. That's, you know. There are people without any belongings. Don't burn your stuff just because you can't take it with you or you're, you know, you've had a bit too much. Ah, come, let's, let's talk about Kerrang because this is going to get me annoyed. <laughs> yeah, not even talking about the 80s here. Um, there's a weird advert on the next page. You've got a head start on this old boy. Okay. Times have changed since Brian May, Queensley. Well, I mean, explain what the picture is. I'm getting there. So there's a picture. Yeah, but if you say it's a weird advert, I think you need to explain what the picture All is. Right. Well, it's yeah, very I mean, weird. I buried the lead. Basically, the first picture you see is a schoolboy who's had Brian May from Queen's head put on him. And uh, that, so I guess we're we're to imagine that's what Brian May looked at. How do you like not know that that's Brian May just in a schoolboy outfit? Because he's he's got the head of a grown man. Yeah, but that's like he, a grown man can wear schoolboy clothes. But like the, Britney Spears in Baby One More Time, she was a grown woman wearing well, schoolboy. It could true. be the equivalent. Um. It's saying rock music is now acceptable to everyone, and today your teachers can actually help you along the way. <laughs> the TSB Rock School Competition. Oh, metal. Yeah, this is an advert for TSB. Does Brian May know about this? <laughs> is he part of this, or they've just done oh, this I to him? I don't know. I mean, you'd need... Um, well... I mean, he's a fun guy. So I imagine maybe he was a bit tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I thought this would be fun. And banks are cool. You know, they look after your money, sort of. So but this is TSB Bank Rock School competition. Does the... TSB Bank exist anymore? Uh... Lloyd's TSB, it's Lloyd's. 
Okay. So the TSB Rock School competition has, since it began eight years ago, been encouraging pupils aged between 13 and 19 to develop their talents in the field of music. <laughs> and this year, the competition, competition is better than ever. We're holding regional contests up and down the country, the final being held in March 89 in front of a packed audience, millions of TV viewers and top stars. In previous years, Toya Wilcox, Robert Plant, Rick Parfit, Roger Taylor, Phil Oakey and Nick Kershaw. Not um, to sound like a total, like, you know, graphic design twat, but this is a bank trying to make themselves sound sexy and cool with rock music, etc., isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so what they've chosen is a half a page ad with they've put or it is Brian May in a schoolboy <laughs> outfit. A school picture and, of Brian May. I mean, it's hard to explain how uninspiring this advert looks, but, and like, I don't want to sound like a twat, but they've used a serif font and it just, it, it's, you know, it's just. They're a bank. But my point is, isn't the point of this to try and be like, hey, kids, we're cool. Get on with the TSB. I mean, they're doing this rock comp, rock school competition. They've got a satchel in the middle. They, yeah, they're not wanting to look all, you know, counterculture, are they? My brother used to take a satchel to school. Natural satchel. I used to take a satchel to school. <laughs> this is implying that it was on telly in front of millions of TV viewers. But I, I don't, doubt that. I don't remember I a TSB evidence. rock school. Uh, I mean, when our internet's working, we'll look it up again. Um, I call bullshit on that. Do you know what? Picking up on. We're picking up. Right, can I read you a letter? Yes, please. Right. It's about fish. Okay. It's about it's, Marillion. Okay, you're saying it like I need to be emotionally um, invested in okay. this. Oh, glasses are going glasses on. Are it's going it's on. serious. I'm writing this letter the morning after Tommy Vance announced Fish's departure from Marillion on Radio 1's Friday Rock Show. Mm -hmm. I couldn't write anything last night. Oh. I sat on my bed for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> my head in my hand. Having a massive wank. Sorry. Cut that out if you want. <laughs> I sat on my bed for an hour. <laughs> my, my head in my hands, constantly asking why. <laughs> they were the most incredible band I've ever heard. Now there will always be something missing from my life. Did you write this? I mean, that's, that was going to be my joke oh, at the end of this. Thanks. Sorry. sorry. For me, the band were a symbol of hope. They were the poets Fish pled for in the conclusion to Fugazi. The prophet's warning of what the future might hold. The jester, our conscience, reminded us of the evils of war, excessive drinking, drugs, etc. <laughs> that's actually a I mean, you trails off a bit there. Right. Back Why? To the, back to the letter. Now what? It's all finished. And oh, it's my guess this finish is that's about pH. <laughs> it's a result of fighting well, over it. the content of the new LP. Blah 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 blah. Okay. I made a joke. Talk, I don't feel like that was given enough credit. There's talk of finding a new finding. vocalist. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not it's not gonna be funny Sorry. if I don't read it. <laughs> there's talk of <laughs> there's talk of finding a new vocalist. This is an impossibility. Marillion were a unit, a fact they proved by sacking three drummers. Uh, I strongly urge Pete, Ian, Mark and Steve to call it a day as well. 
and leave Murley in a pleasant memory rather than a potential embarrassment. Oh. All I Judgmental can do now much. is pray for a reconciliation. That's from the crying jester in oh, Glasgow. Sad. So, yeah, it's easy to laugh at something so it is very pathetic. Easy no, I but mean... that is pretty you know, much how I felt at the right, time. Okay. I mean, I didn't write to Kerrang, but, like, have you ever felt quite as riven by someone leaving a band? No, I don't think I have, because I don't think it happened in any of my particularly formative years, so um, I was lucky. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's like it has when to you're happen when, when it's intense. Do you know... Obviously, we like Still Panther. Lexi Fox has left Still Panther. But, you know, I'm an adult. Yeah, we're adults. I get that, you know, he does not want to be in Steel Panther anymore and that, you know, I get I get it. So, you know, so I'm not sitting on my bed crying why and hoping that Steel Panther then just end it and, uh, you know. <laughs> it seems a bit harsh to say, no, I'm not even going to give them a chance. Like, they're finished. There's no point. What Marillion always made me think of is um, one time when we... Uh, lived in a different place and um, some neighbours pull up in their car sort of near outside our house and there was music really loud and they were listening to Kaylee by Marillion but having an argument. Um, so they so they obviously were having an argument in the car, drove up, parked, still having the argument, heated argument, but Kaylee was playing <laughs> so, so loud that I was like looking out the window like, what's that noise? And um, but like loud enough that I could hear the song through my window. They weren't like parked in the garden, you know. They were parked on the street, so it's like it's loud. And then they can they came in the house and just continued to argue. And I just but that now makes me brilliant to me means neighbors arguing and <laughs> me sort of waiting till awkwardly they sort of finish arguing and you, and you can just go to bed. Um, what were they arguing about? I can't remember. It'd been something lame, wasn't it? Oh, and fish food, obviously. <laughs> fish food's good. I like fish food. It's um, I think it's always fun to eat it and like <laughs> um, I, there's no way of sa- saying this without sounding weird. Like sucking the fish and then going, look, oh, he's got faces on. Each time, it's like it's a little surprise that they're not just blank. They they they've all got little imprints of fish's faces on, not fish's faces on, but Fishes with a with an F. Faces on the original, the OG fish, not the PH fish. <sighs> Marillion. <laughs> See, that's where Marillion went wrong. They never had an ice cream named after them. Yeah, true. That we know of. I bet if you've got so some ideas for Marillion based ice creams, <laughs> let us know in the comments. There's, no, there's a letter complaining about Iron Maiden. Oh, go on. I feel it is time someone spoke about Iron Maiden's domination of Kerrang. I've got nothing against Iron Maiden or their followers. Feels like you do. But isn't it about time to call a halt to Kerrang featuring them in every issue? To many people, Iron Maiden are probably a great band. But to many others, like myself, there is far more superior music, like Magnum. Magnum don't get as many features in Kerrang! as Iron Maiden, yet their music is beyond others in a class of their own. And then just goes on about Magnum. Nothing about Magnum. Come on, Kerrang! How about a big poster of Bob Catley for starters? Keep on rocking! 
That was from Barbara. Barb's. Nothing to say about Magnum. I don't know anything about Magnum. Uh, Should be great. They had a song called On a Storyteller's Night. It must be irritating at this time, though, where you have only got magazines to convey information or whatever about your favourite bands because the internet wasn't around, blah, 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 blah. So I guess in, it, I can understand the frustration if you're just, you know, wanting them to sort of report on everything because that's this is where you get all your information from. But Iron Maiden in 88 are like probably... Yeah, but that's what puts some people off, isn't it? If you're popular and you're successful, that's yeah. what puts people off. We know this. So on the next page, there's an article about the Swedish all-girl thrash band Ice Age, who I never heard of. But I mean, I'm just I'm just going to ring you the read you the beginning of the article. Okay. It's six forty-five p.m. on the Heathrow Milan shuttle. Kim Fowley, the self-styled king of rock and roll, is blowing his own trumpet and promising me sex with Ice Age. Days later, the band have terminated their production contract with Fowley. 15 minutes prior to the flight Because he's home. promising them sex with people. Well, what? That is, like, I mean, it's not exactly burying the lead, but that's, they seem to brush that off really, really quickly. Oh, is my that, goodness. I mean, it's sort of slander, isn't that's... it? If he, if he didn't say that. Um, okay. But Kim, Kim Fowley was the manager of the Runaways, and there's some stories about how dodgy he was. Allegedly. Well, we, we don't know, but we have seen the film. But we don't want to get sued, so. Um, I listened to Ice Age, and like a lot of thrash bands from the time, they sort of sound a bit like a wasp caught in a, you know, buzzing up against a window. I was listening on my phone, and I don't think... The, the best way to listen to music. I don't think the production at the time was very good. It's obviously not been remastered. Um, but, you know, they're all right. They're Swedish, and they're going on about... All the things Thrash Band's gone about Satan. Thrash. Okay. So, yeah, a bunch of articles. There's a big uh, article about suicidal tendencies again. Okay. And a much bigger picture of Mike Muir, and he really can't see out that uh, there bandana. Is, that is an impractical. Impractical? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all for a bandana on the head, holding back your hair, making you look awesome. But he's he's got it over his eyes. It's like a sleep mask. It's um, it's you wear a sleep mask to stop the cat from clawing your eyes in the morning. And may, maybe that's why he's doing it. Maybe he's got a cat who's overzealous at three in the morning, and he just thinks, "Well, I look cool, but also it'll stop her from clawing my eyes." So. Do you think that's the reason? Well, I don't know, but it's you can't. See, I, I can see none of his eyes. Like, I thought that bottom bit there where that pattern is, I thought that was the bottom of his eye and it's not. So I can see literally none. He's blindfolded himself. He genuinely himself. can't he, see. He's blindfolded himself. He looks like he'd be... But we're not in the 80s now and it's not October. So this could have been so hot right now. We could be sounding proper stupid. This would be like, why are you wearing those shoes? <laughs> um, like in the future, you know. Hey kid, what's the life preserver? He looks, like that, but it's he looks like he's in a like a nineties prison drama, doesn't he? Yeah, he does a bit like a, a con that you 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 kind of want to take home. I don't, I don't know. Is this just 
guys that you fancy. Yeah, no, no, like, yeah, no. Like, he hadn't anything really bad. He's just like, yeah, he's, you know, littered. He fell, in, he fell though, in with the wrong crowd, didn't even he? Even though littering is... I do not like littering. So some, uh, he he cursed at his headmaster. And, oh, he got sent down for it. He cursed him And out. so he's then been like, ain't no government going to hold me back or something. Can you move on before I carry on talking? So have you ever heard Suicidal Tendencies? No. I thought I had. I thought there's a song called Therapy, right, which features Ozzy Osbourne. But it turns out that's a, a side project of Mike Muir's called Infectious Grooves. Like it's, I think it's like 90, 91, 92 kind of thing. It's got, it's got Aussie on it. It's really kind of funk metal. Uh, but I looked them up and it said they've, they've got a mascot who's like a kind of lizard called Sar, Sarpilius or something. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't look this up on the internet um, right what, now. What does Sarpilius mean? He's, 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 a, he's a lizard. He, he's well, a lizard that something. hangs around with them. But the word must mean something. I mean, I guess you so. You know me no words. Uh, but we are going to find some pictures of Sarp- Sarpilius. Sarpilius is a good word. Uh, infectious oh, grooves. Imagine, I was going to say, imagine the things you're going to get off Google if you type infectious in. Sarsipius. Oh. He's called Sarsipius. Right, do you want to see a picture of him? Yeah. You can't. Do Internet's fucked. Right, okay. I can't oh, show you that, but like, imagine, keep your eye on our Instagram and you will see. Give me a brief. You had a brief glance. What? Give me something. He's a green lizard. Is he a man? No, he's a, he's a lizard. But I think when Is they, he like a normal lizard? When they play live, he'll come out on stage and it's a guy in a like, lizard costume. Okay. <laughs> but some of the songs are credited to him. Well, so, you know, maybe he's emerged from the fictional space. My uh, sister used to have a iguana, which I know is not a lizard, but um, no, um, iguanas are lizards, are they? I think so. Oh, God, cut that bit out. <laughs> um, yeah, so my sister had a iguana, and um, if, if you've never seen iguanas in real life, um, I urge you to go and have a look, <laughs> um, or just look online, maybe less weird. Um, but they've got like really cute, like human looking like legs and knees, and their knees are particularly cute because they look like proper, like they look like they've got kind of kind of muscular legs, um, and they've got like really sort of human like knees. Um, so you know, you know, you're bored one weekend, you don't know what to do, you're scrolling, blah blah blah, same old, same old. Have a look. We'll at, put some pictures of iguanas on the uh, Instagram. At, um, Iguana knees, um, you know. I've now got a picture of Sarsipius. Oh. Um, yeah, no, the iguana didn't like that. This, so this guy is, uh, he looks like a hockey, as in like ice hockey, American ice hockey player. He's got a stick, he's got a jersey on, I imagine. That, um, and then, well, I mean, you, you, you scope, and he's got like some sort of pork pie hat on, like pork pie from Desmond's. Um, and sunglasses that look like the sunglasses that the guy in Mannequin wears. So you've got from the head, just the head and the hat is pork pipe and Desmond's. And then the glasses 
uh, the guy from Anakin. Hollywood. And then the sort of jersey and the thing, any Hollywood hockey thing, probably something about Adam Sandler. I feel like Adam Sandler's been in something like that. I don't know. Like, oh, on, he looks a bit like the mask there. He's on Facebook. Yeah, he is a bit like the mask, isn't he? Uh, this is now a Sarsipius fan podcast. Uh, welcome to the Sarsipius fan podcast. Uh, we talk Sarsipius all day, every day, 24-7. And if you don't like it, you can just... Uh, You're please, obviously a loser. Please hang about because we really need your attention. Thank you. <laughs> we'll stop talking about it now. So there's a big article yeah. about Def Leppard. Okay. But we've not really spoken about it, have we? Def Leppard? Mm. No. We briefly mentioned... I mean, fun... It's not a fun fact. Um, my my last year's YouTube um, summary was that I listened... The two most listened to artists were Prince and Def Leppard. So, there and you what go. songs was it? It didn't say. It just said Prince and Def Leppard. But I'll tell you it's Hysteria from Def Leppard. Well, that's good to hear because this is all about Hysteria. Okay. Uh, Mick Wall is interviewing Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Joe and Co. in Denver, Colorado, headlining at the famous 10,000 capacity Red Rocks Arena, scene of U2's Blood Red Sky Triumph. So it's basically going on about how, even though Kerrang! constantly feature Iron Maiden, I think Def Leppard are clearly the biggest rock band in the world at the moment. Yeah. They're talking about how they constantly get uh, phone calls to their hotel room and it's young women asking if their friend's in there and if they can come in. <laughs> and oh, the, I love that. Quote, if you let one in, you end up with about 20 of them crowded in the room and you just cannot get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't imagine. First world problems. Amazing. I mean, as long as it was all above board, I'm sure those girls had a fantastic night. Um, so are Def Leppard hotties? Uh, let's, let's look at some pictures on them. I, I wouldn't, in my, I don't want to be mean, but no, not to, not to me. Like, it's, personally, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's a rock scene with poison and very pretty boys. And, you know, lots of these kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Bon Jovi and, like, they were, they were sort of good-looking men. But they're talking about how the 60% female audience going to see them. But if you put a guy on stage and he's got long hair and a guitar... Sheffield accent. You can have whatever face you want and it's going gonna, it's gonna to appeal. The Sheffield accent. <laughs> I mean, I like Def Leppard. I remember Hysteria, getting the tape of Hysteria. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite Def Leppard song? Hysteria. Hysteria, I think. Um, yeah, I think. Um, there's. I mean, I don't want to keep talking about Limmy <laughs> because... I mean, I feel like this is becoming this a, is a, the this Lim- is a Sarsipius and Limmy, <laughs> Limmy fan pod- podcast. podcast. It's a Limmy fan podcast. Um, we call ourselves the Limsters. We don't. It's that's. Please don't. And um, but he um, there was a point when he was on Twitch, and he was doing uh, Twitch sings, which is where some person uploads a video of themselves singing, and then someone else uploads 
a version of them singing like the other parts of the song. So you're kind of singing together. And um, he did Hysteria and uh, it's really funny. And that's like, there's no, there's no amazing end to this story. And I realised as soon as I started it that, I just want to talk about Limmy, but it's fine. So, but um, wasn't he singing like, was it really late at night so he was trying to keep his voice down? I think so, but I can't find it now. I think he, I think he went on a spree and took a load of things off YouTube mm-hmm. that weren't um, officially licensed by him. Um, but I mean, he he sings a song if you oh, um, about Thatcher being dead. Um, go and have a look. I'm not making a political point either way. Just have a look, enjoy it. Don't enjoy it. That's up to you. That's up to the it's just reader. Funny to laugh at. Uh, old woman's death. Um, well, you know, just have a look. And if you laugh, cool. Well, and if you don't, cool. Well, we um, we let the listener and viewer decide. Mm. Um, yeah. So you know, next good article about Def Leppard basically being the biggest band in the world. Um, for the record, to date, Hysteria have sold over twice as many copies in America as U2's last The Joshua Tree. Wow. The fact that everyone I know pulls a face and acts surprised when I relate this piece of information to them is no more shocking to me than the fact that Radio 1 refused to give Love Bites any plays on daytime radio because, after all, Def Leppard are, quote, a heavy, heavy metal band. I mean, I don't remember them getting, like, boycotted by the radio. I seem to remember their stuff being pretty much everywhere. I don't remember. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Do you remember there being two charts? There was the Gallup chart, which was what Radio 1 had. And then there was like the chart that, that like the commercial stations did. And I'm sure Def Leppard got to number one with Animal on one of the charts. But if you look them up on Wikipedia, it'll just give you like the Radio 1 chart. But like and and that, and they called it like the Pepsi chart. It was sponsored by Pepsi. I remember Pepsi chart being a thing. Yeah, but you don't hear about that anymore, do you? No, it must have gone away. Two charts. Two charts. Because I think Iron Maiden used to get to number one on the uh, the alternative chart, like the uh, Pepsi or, or whatever it was. Like bring your daughter to the slaughter. Must have been Pepsi then. Yeah, Pepsi charts. Because it used to come out midweek rather than Sunday. Right. Okay. Maybe it's a mystery we'll never know the answer to. Maybe. Or we could look it up and check which we we'll have the answer. Yeah, we could look it up, yeah. Wikipedia. Um, so the sidebar on this page, total phone fever. Yeah. As the mighty Kerrang goes from strength to strength, so does the luxuriously loud live wire service. It's updated every week to ensure that you get to hear the most furiously fast, funny and factual bunch of five lines in the known telecom encircled universe. So basically, you ring up. There's five lines you can call. Mm-hmm. Line one is regular news, views, insults, and music presented by the suitably drunk insults. members of the colossally How much are you paying for insults? Oh, this will be premium rate, 38p um, per minute. For insults? And then eh? 25p per minute cheap oh, rate. Oh, your mum would have gone mad. No, I never called any of these. Of course you didn't. So line two was a hotter-than-hot interview with whoever's hard, heavy, and happy in that particular week. No matter how long that interview is. This week, it's Fifth Angel. Oh, they're going to keep... They, do you remember that Simpsons episode where she keeps ringing the Corey hotline or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is? It's that, isn't it's it? It's that, yeah. It's that. 
they're going to bank up people. So line three is a competition line, uh, offering you the chance to win one of 10 copies of the new compilation Stars on Thrash. Once you've waited for nine hours on the phone call. Oh, no, wait. Compact disc format. Well, that's pretty modern. Uh, line four, uh, album preview line, sensational snippets from the new album from Motorhead. That's pretty cool. And line five brings the shocking top 30 singles rundown and some suitable... Top 30 singles rundown. Imagine how long that's going to take. I know. Oh, they're not stupid, are they? Point that finger, head for the phone and dial a decibel. <laughs> Imagine. I'd be, I'd be reluctant to pay those prices now. Imagine, kids, you're on YouTube and you have to pay 38 Imagine when you didn't know what the time was and you rang up to know the time. I'm sure it's like 50p a time. I wonder if that was 50p once you connected and then you can listen to it as long as you wanted. I don't know. I don't think so. 50p a minute, maybe? I don't know. Uh, facing page, you can win a trip to see Anthrax live in New York. That's pretty cool. Um, and you get a chance to win their new video. Do you want to say what the video is called? Uh, it's called... Oidavinikafessin. Right. Oidavinikafessin. Do you know what that is? Oidavinikafessin. Oidavinikafessin. No, I think if I said it in a way, I'd be like, you know, IP freely. I don't understand <laughs> I think, what you meant. I think maybe if you try reading it the other way. Oh. Um, Nisef. Fucking video. Nice fucking nice video. Nice fucking... Nice, well, yeah, but you don't... If, if, if Replace the S with a C and I'll be reading nice fucking video. But Anthrax has put an S where it should be a C. And... Yeah, they've spelled video wrong as well. They don't want you to know. Yeah, but if you read video like that, it's still video. But that's nice. That's not nice. Well, it could be nice. No, it's not. When would you ever say, like, nice on? The car. No, you wouldn't say that. Nissan. Nis. Nis. Tell me a word where that's pronounced nice. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, Anthrax. Make an effort. Right, nice fucking video. I, well, so I do the, co the cover of the video, right? I do like the concept. Don't you think? That looks like him from Poltergeist, Poltergeist 2. 2. Poltergeist 2. Yeah. As soon as you said that, yeah. I don't know if it oh. if there is a link or... Poltergeist and Poltergeist 2 are so good. We should watch them. I don't think they want anything. I think Poltergeist the first Poltergeist, is good. Yeah, no, it is. No, I Poltergeist think... the first one's obviously really good. Obviously. We watched but Poltergeist, Poltergeist 2. two it... But it's that guy. He's creepy. Yeah. He's creepy. Um, it's really scary. Let's put a picture of that guy on Instagram. Oh, definitely. Follow us on Instagram at Pod with Madness. So find us on Instagram, Pod with Madness. Um, at some point, we'll be on YouTube, hopefully soon. I keep saying this every week. By this point, it might be, so who knows? Um, and if we are, it'll be some sort of form of Pod with Madness. We're not going to have a face on it because we're not filmed yet. Uh, we might film future ones, but who wants to see my face? So, but we would we'll, we'll put pictures of the poltergeist man up. So, are you interested now? Shall we look at the metal gig guide? Yeah, go on. I notice that 
the choir boys are playing Buckley Tivoli. Nice. We saw the choir boys three years ago, two, four years ago, maybe now. Probably more like Some, four or five. Uh, was it, it was where it was while I was still in my current employment, so it must have been about four and a bit, maybe. Um, and they were as good as you can imagine. I mean, Spike's not with them anymore because we were going to look, see whether they're playing anywhere recently, and, and the, the choir boys are playing, but mine Yeah, they're Spike. touring without him. But obviously, I mean, for us specifically, um, he's like the main thing. But they were like, you know, we got a photo with Spike afterwards. I don't think uh, he would remember that. Um, but... I mean, he was like superb. He was bang on, absolutely yeah. Absolutely superb. And that was like four years ago, yeah. as as good as you would have got in the 80s. So it was amazing. So if you ever get a chance to see Spike um, playing, I would definitely suggest that because um, excellent, excellent. Because obviously a lot of people have lost their voices now. A lot yeah. of there's, yeah. you know, notoriously lots of videos on YouTube. Um, going, ooh, look at this person who sang well four years ago. They can't sing as well now. Because they're in their 70s. Yeah. He sounded the same. He is exactly the same. Do you know a weird fact about the first time we saw Choir Boys? Uh, Was the first time at Monster Rock? Yes. Not not Castle Donington. It was Monster Rock. Yeah. Show with Alice Cooper and Thunder. Thunder and Dogstermore. Dogstermore. Well, that night, playing with choir boys on drums, Jason Bonham. Really? Yeah. So, and I realised yeah. this, we've now seen the sons of three legendary classic rock drummers, right? Wow. So we saw John Bonham's kid with the choir boys. We saw... Um, Phil Collins' son playing with Genesis. Okay. Nick Collins looks exactly like Phil Collins did in 1971, but we less say And we saw Rufus Tiger Taylor, yeah. son of Roger Taylor, playing with the darkness. Yeah. So there's a completely useless fact for you about drummers. <laughs> All right, classifieds. Classified. We always read the classifieds, yes. don't we? Um, generous, lonely male. <laughs> 22. I mean, honestly, if I'm not being funny, but if I'm looking for a lonely male, I'm looking for a generous one because I want him to spend his money on me. He seeks lonely females, oh. 16 plus. Oh, okay. 22, 6'16. Oh. Relationship leads Bradford. Hawks. Um, Has it got another 22? Why would you old? want someone who's lonely? I mean, want someone who's single, but why would you want someone who's lonely? Suggests a certain um, melancholy about their personality, doesn't it? But he's lonely. I'm looking out of the window wistfully, imagining the person I could be with in the future. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's fine. You know, but why would you want that personality attributed to your? They can be lonely together. Well, they won't be, will they? Hopefully, male twenty-two into most male <laughs> recently moved to the West Midlands seeks female. For gigs, pubs, fun, etc., or just right age, or just right as in, or just right, right, like pen pal, yeah, okay. Age looks unimportant, but Aww. photo appreciated. 
if he wants a photo, age and looks are not unimportant. No, but he wants, you know, that's fair enough. He, if he's, it's sweet as put it, even if he doesn't mean it. Very attractive, young, slim, female, romantic, feminine, intelligent. <laughs> Many interests, including what music? Me. Seeks shy, <laughs> sensitive, non-smoking, single, young male. Age unimportant. Photo, please. <laughs> okay. Right. Loser, spelt with a Z, Aww. 26, into wimp rock. Aww. Seeks intelligent, good-looking female, female for love. Letters and lust. Aww. Female. Hope he found someone. 18. Mad about music, especially Jovi, Leopard, Adams, etc. <laughs> Seeks like-minded friends, male, female, Essex area. Also pen friends from anywhere. Pen friends. You don't have those anymore, do you? You don't even have, like, email friends. Like, in, in my day, you had sort of a mixture between you had... Pen pals was still a thing, but then also you met randoms online. Uh, people still did, like, you chat with randoms you never meet, you know, and it's, you don't even know the screen name. Is that still a thing? Who knows? Let us know yeah, if yeah. you're that age. Is that a thing? I mean, I know, like, Let us know in the comments. sliding into DMs is a thing, but that's different because you can see the person and you can see a history, whereas back in the day it was a username and then that was it. Yeah. So they could be username ZLX. And if, and if they, you're lucky, you got ASL. Yeah. But they could say, I'm a this from this place in the world and I do this for a living. And you don't, you don't, you've got nothing to base this on. Whereas now you can look at their Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything. Uh, whereas then you, it was literally username, so it was way more exciting. So, so the next page, Killer What? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, reviews of musical equipment. Jerry Ewins gets the grip for the Ibanez Artfield 45. Oh. Right? So... You've not... picked this out to talk about because it's interesting, yeah? No. I've picked it out because look at the photo. They've chosen a photo of, you know, I presume it's the Ibanez the Artfield 45, but they've just propped it up against you know a what? tree in, a, in just a random street. I, do you know what? I can imagine there are certain people... Um, Dogging people. No. Just certain people who are very good at the job who I can imagine that photo being done by. No effort. <laughs> like, if you're in your job, make an effort. Literally, you could put it up against a you plain could, you, wall. You, you, you want to look at the guitar. You could have put it up against a brick wall and it at least looked like arty and like, oh, urban, you know, like gritty. Whereas that's a tree on a. It's, it's not even clear what, you know. I think it's suburban it's street. It's a street. Isn't it? It's a, quite nice. It's just weeds, but it's a... Yeah, no, I get your point, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm also unsurprised by the lack of effort. Take a picture of the guitar, will you? Where? Nah, just take it. Exciting. All right, next up we've got a view from the bar. Okay. So our old chairman, boozing buddy, Blaze Bailey of Wallspain, contacted the Ebbers and View from the Bar hotline from LA to enlighten us on current hell-raising wolf happenings. Mm-hmm. I tell you, over here they sell water in a can. It's called Budweiser, he no. exclaimed. When Rye we, looked to the camera. <laughs> when we got here, people told us we'd get laid on the spot when the girls heard, heard our sexy British accents. Oh, my God, that's like love, actually. So we went to a club, walked in and said, here we are, girls, we're British. I'm Colin. And you know what? 
no one would believe our Tamworth accents were British. <laughs> no one understands us. So we haven't even been laid yet. So okay. good report from Blaze Bailey there. Well, it's good to know. We're going to the wrong... They need to go to just a bar in America, Lavachi style, and they'll end up with three slash four girls. I don't works. think Love Actually is a documentary. He did it. There's a theory that he died in a plane crash on the way over, and that's just his sort of Jacob's oh, Ladder yeah. style. That's really sad. Yeah. Why Pos- posthumous said, fever dream. Because that's more believable. But what about the end when he comes off the plane and his friend's there? It's part, it's part because, of the fever dream. But then at the end, everyone's coming back. It's like Hugh Grant yeah, and they're all Martin Mitchell. They're all dead. And all, yeah. that's it's not like the gates of heaven. Yeah. Wow. So this popped out to me. Yeah. So comic boozers, you think Batman is pretty cool, do you? Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're reporting on the fact that the I guess the comic that's out that month, Batman issue four hundred and twelve. Uh, they're saying Batty Bats is not a rock and roller. Uh, Issue 412 are old pointy ears and his little pal in the tasteless green undies take on some punky-looking bitch called The Mime. You see, this mime dame hates noise and she attempts to sabotage a heavy metal concert by Blister Twister, a hybrid of Kiss and Twisted Sister. That's all right. The dynamic duo naturally for The Mime's plans and Blister Twister are free to (laughs) pump up the volume and kick some serious ass. Yeah, as the final panels disclose, Rockin' Robin is willing to let it all hang out and shake his funky stuff, whereas old Fuddy Duddy Batman ponders, I wonder if we did the world a favour. So and there's some uh, panels there. I looked this comic up. Oh, it's a comic? I was so confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, they've got some panels here okay. reproduced in uh, View from the Bar. But the main singer of Blister Twister is clearly a sort of Paul Stanley type. I thought I thought what was funny was they're playing Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel, which reminded me of that really terrible cover version of Sound of Silence that I think was by Disturbed. Do you remember that? No. They, they're a heavy metal band and they did Sound Disturbed. of Silence. And I think they also that did Land of Confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did Land of Confusion, That's which is song. all right. That's a good song, that dancing. But... Yeah, their version of Sound of Silence is like, it sort of sounds like a parody. Words on the province are written on the subway wall. Okay. I will stick in a clip of it here, but it's horrible. Uh But uh, yeah, Batman 412 predicted that. So there you go. And of course, Batman's not into rock. Batman's from the 1930s, right? He's not, of course, he's not into that. What a. Two-dimensional way of thinking. Well. Um, so in concerts, there's a review of Joan Jet, and he just, uh, Ray Zell just constantly talks about how much he fancies her, which I guess you were allowed to do back in the 80s. Um, yeah, she probably had more to her than that. Um, there's a review of Jane's Addiction at the Brixton Academy. Did he? Why is his face like that? Um, is that what he does? All the time, be like a mime. I think so. The mime look, bit bit like uh, the Joker or the mime from Batman comics. And look at little baby Dave Navarro. 
love David Navarro. Yeah. Well, David Navarro, wow. as he was called back then. You like David Navarro. He's a good-looking man. You like David I, I sort. I sort of wish I was Dave Navarro. But, but then you fancy yourself and that'd be odd. Well. You've got or fun. To, you've got to fancy yourself every now and again, haven't you? Literally never done that, but yeah, okay. Uh, there's an interview with Balaam and the Angel. Balaam and the Angel. And it talks about how they used to be goth, but now they've gone full-on rock and roll, which is what happened to the cult. Okay. So I feel like that was like the natural lifespan of a goth band. You just go metal because that's where the money is. And we've reached the end okay. of Koran number well, 208. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate you what looking did we? That. What did we learn? That from... There's too much Iron Maiden in Koran. Okay. Um, we didn't talk about the posters the posters of gypsy queen and classic era kiss i feel like at some point when we um progress this to possibly a youtube channel that may include our faces it's gonna have to include a side on because we we're not gonna be able to pull on faces but we're gonna have to obviously mock up some sort of background and i think probably the mock-up background is gonna have to be kind of your bedroom in the 80s um, and I'm thinking like posters, and obviously it's going to be, it's going to be Kiss. It's you know, I, like I said before, uh, I miss posters. Um, we we actually got anymore. a lot of posters lot of in posters. these crangs that we could just put up in the that's house. That's what I mean. No, we're not in the house. We should, some of them have got like boobs on. Um, most of them have. Right? Oh, we're not putting up boobs in the house. Um, but that's what kind of I'm thinking. So we'll we'll see how that. Um, transpires um like i say at, at the point if you're listening to this if you are listening to this um we might have a youtube channel at that point please check us out if we have um really appreciate it please check us out on instagram at pod madness um please follow us on here um please like us <laughs> let us know if you want a youtube channel i think the youtube channel is the way to go i think it's too important um, um no i think it's the way to go um but we really appreciate you listening we hope um that wasn't too tedious for you apologies for having to listen to us um really appreciate it you're mega important to us and we appreciate you <laughs> and you are loved uh it's sort of valentine's day now when we're recording this so happy valentine's day happy valentine's day love you bye <laughs>